So you need to provide something better. And I don't think AI content is going to be that better thing. So yes, it could be that an AI chat experience or whatever API you're pulling in from open API into your website can produce the blog content that you want. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Ulatovsky, here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. <laughs> Hello, guys. Welcome. I don't care good, bad. I only care about value that you can learn on this podcast. How you can change your SEO game. How you can grow your website traffic and sales. I'm so excited to discuss a lot more with Morty Oberstein. How are you? Hey man, great being back here. I feel like a regular. <laughs> yeah, I, I love all your content. I love your information. You're super active online. You share value. And of course, I learn a lot from you uh, in my podcast, in your uh, con- uh, activity online. So yeah, uh, that is why I always invite you one more time <laughs> to speak to share more I'm, valuable insights. <laughs> I'm flattered. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we start, just remind more about your self-experience background because I have new listeners who might not know you, but they will yeah. know and follow you after this podcast. Uh, my name is Morty Oberstein. I'm the head of SEO brand at Wix. So my second tour at Wix. So basically what we do is um, position the brand and how to how to best speak to SEO professionals, how to best speak about SEO to non-SEOs, um, input onto the product, like what should be in the product for the for the wider SEO community, for different levels of SEOs, for users who are not familiar with SEO so they can do better SEO. We kind of make SEO democratized for all. So a lot of product work with our product themes, a lot of work on educational assets for our users, for the wider SEO community, and a lot of just positioning you know, the Wix brand for SEO and for digital marketers in general. Mm-hmm. Awesome, yeah. Um, yeah, love it, love it. Um, I know about Wix. It's a well-known brand. Uh, many good stuff you can do with Wix. But uh, let's talk about uh, content in today. Um, I mean, like in AI era, when we have this uh, great tool that can help to uh, increase the speed of creating content. Uh, but um, the last time I can see uh, that uh, people overuse AI, create a lot of content at scale and can get results, uh, creating a lot of low quality content. And for example, from my experience, I increased a lot results when uh, AI appealed. I used before ChatGPT. Today, I use a lot more. Uh, we create uh, a lot of content. We got mentions on CNN, Bloomberg, Business Insider, uh, Investing.com. Uh, with AI content. So I, I disagree when someone can tell AI can't. AI can if you do it smart. So tell your insights about AI. Yeah, I, I think it's the same kind of thing. And I was talking to somebody about uh, writing, like using AI for um, current event content, which would be a terrible idea, right? Mm-hmm. AI, first off, a lot of the language models are only up to 2021. So using that for, you know, really nuanced, um, up-to-date kind of information, it would be a terrible idea. I, I've seen cases where people are showing, um, there's a famous case on social media recently of like, yeah, here's how I use AI to steal traffic from a competitor. And you see the chart goes all the way up and like a week later, it's all the way back down. So it could be really, it could be really enticing. It's also really tricky, but for things like, look, Amazon is now using or offering the ability to create um, product descriptions with AI. 
right? Yeah. If you're if you're creating, right? So if you're creating, you know, very specific, I'll say very regular kind of content, kind of that's not very creative, kind of that's not very complicated, kind of that's been done time and time again, or you're just trying to summarize something, AI can be great. If I get AI, like here's five different very rough pieces of content. Do me a favor, summarize these and polish them up. Great. That's something that AI, I think, you know, more or less would be able to do. Yeah, Amazon, by the way, uh, launches uh, AI uh, review uh, content. I mean, like uh, when you uh, get plus thousand reviews on product, you can yeah. ask AI <laughs> to uh, summarize, to provide uh, feedback. You know, yeah, it takes time. To Hopefully they're good stories. reviews that they're summarizing and not the bad ones. Yeah, <laughs> I, I usually skip reviews with one star and five star right <laughs> I usually, yeah i like reviews yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, people uh, are angry when they leave uh, one star review and uh, it's it's tough to get unbiased review on that point but if they leave like two three four it's more yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> you never want to have a five star rating because then yeah. i know like you're just paying for your reviews and it's not good <laughs> yeah um uh, what do you think that Google is fighting with AI content all the time? Uh, and uh, the last time we have new updates uh, from Google. And uh, uh, I see uh, we get new tools, AI detectors tools. Uh, I check them, I play with them, and I found even if AI detector tool can show that my content e, uh, is AI written, uh, from my experience, if it's quality, nobody cares, including Google. Uh, so if you can create uh, AI written content, but quality content, it, it works fine. It ranks well. So I don't care a lot about uh, these tools, but what do you think about these tools? So I, I think like the question is like, you know, what are the wider content trends and what are the wider user expectations around content? And again, if you're talking about something like I'm selling socks and I need to create a product description about socks, I don't think the user is expecting, I don't think Google, I don't think anybody is expecting that you write something, you know, incredibly profound about socks. It's a sock, you put it on your foot, you put a sneaker on it and you're done with it. It's a sock. I think though, if you look at wider content trends, I think like, look, if you want to like zoom out, the, the greatest thing AI has done, in my opinion, is not to be like spin up like tons and tons of content. What AI, the greatest thing I think have done is that it's created or it's renewed the conversation about what do we want from content. And I think what AI has done for users is already taken a very skeptical user base. Like, you know, my, my takeaway from when Google goes to Congress and testifies, when Facebook goes to Congress and testifies, and when TikTok goes to Congress and testifies are two things. One is Congress has no idea about technology. And two, people see this and walk away feeling, maybe I shouldn't trust Google. Maybe I shouldn't trust Facebook. Maybe I shouldn't trust TikTok. I don't know what they're talking about, but if they're sitting in front of Congress, you're usually not sitting in front of Congress because you were a good boy. You're usually sitting in front of Congress because you did something wrong and even if you're not actually convicted of doing that thing wrong, you probably really did something wrong in some way, shape or form. So when all of these CEOs go in front of Congress, it makes users very skeptical in my opinion. And I think what's happened that people are in general already skeptical and now you have AI content and you have a lot of, um, I don't really want to call them like situations where these big companies, there's Bankrate and CNET or very recently Sports Illustrated got caught with AI content. 
and they were trying to basically fool their users, right? In the case of Sports Illustrated, they didn't list that it was written by AI. There's no indication it was by AI, but it's 2023, and we all figured out that it was AI, and Sports Illustrated kind of went back and said, no, that wasn't really us. It was third-party content that we were hosting, which Google said they're going to crack down on that soon anyway, and that this is why. But people are really now skeptical of, okay, when I'm looking at a piece of content, what the hell is this shit? Am I allowed to curse and sit? Sorry. Um, what, what is this? Is, is this is this really something that somebody wrote? Is it something that somebody curated? Is it that something that was carefully checked to make sure even if it was written by AI, was it reviewed? Like, what, what am I looking at here? And I think people are very skeptical. And I think that's why or partly why you see this trend of young people going to TikTok. Or, or all sorts of content marketers talking about uh, you need to have a, an influencer talking about your product so they know it's coming from a real person. Or it's why you see Google doing things like E for experience in EAT or doing things like releasing notes, like a, a test of uh, releasing notes or talking about, they've said this, like we want to release the hidden gems of the web onto the SERP with personal experience, firsthand knowledge because they know the content trends. And Google's Danny Sullivan was recently at Brighton SEO talked about this. Like, we're not looking, you're looking at algorithms. Okay, we're looking at content trends. What do people want? How are they consuming content and what do they want out of the content? And if you keep seeing announcements like Google talking about structured data for rich results for forum content, so that you can get firsthand perspectives onto the SERP in a rich way, it kind of shows you where the content game is heading. So yes, you could use AI. You probably should be using AI to some extent, but you should also understand where people are at with their content expectations. And there does seem to be a ever increasing and ever growing um, urge or desire to have content that we know where it's from. We, we know that it's been vetted. We know it's from a person and we know that it has personal experience. And that's something that AI can't really do because it's not a person. And I'll, I'll even say, let me ask you this. I'll ask you a question, okay? Let's say I had two pieces of content. They're exactly the same. Every single word, okay? It was a miracle. I wrote the same thing and AI copied it. Same thing, exact same content. And if I said, here's two pieces of content, they're exactly the same. I wrote one and AI wrote the other one. You can only read one of them. Which one would you read? Uh, you know, it depends on writing style. Uh, of no, course- same, uh, thing. same words, it's exactly the same. Ah, uh, if I don't know, yeah, <laughs> I don't care. But if I know, of course, I wanna read content from human being. <laughs> right, see? we. Yeah. So even though it's exact same words, it doesn't matter, there's mm -hmm. something psychological there's something existential that you want to touch the source of the content you if if the source of the content is this cold machine okay it's the same words but i don't feel any connection there even though with your piece of content you wrote exactly what the ai wrote but i feel a connection to you by reading your content so there are certain fundamental truths that ai content's never going to be able to solve so yeah, use AI content, but I'd really like know like the wider implication, the wider limitations of it. Uh, I think it's a big issue when someone is trying to generate content without real experience. Uh, for example, if you ask me to create any content about 
weight loss, uh, about, uh, I don't know, crypto. I can't because I, I'm not an expert in this niche. Um, I tried. Uh, my brothers asked me to create content about accounting. Yeah, I, I, I tested. I submitted some generic prompts, got generic results, and I got it. It's nonsense. Uh, nothing yeah. special, very generic. But if you ask me to create content about SEO, you don't need to ask me. I usually do it, you know. So uh, that means, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can. I can uh, play with prompts. I can edit results. And uh, yeah, um, I think it's important to have experience um, if you use AI. So you can edit, you can read, you can understand if it's good content, if it's unique. If it's not, you can uh, uh, change something. So yeah, it depends on what you create or generate with AI. Yeah, and I think like, I wonder what's gonna happen again. Like to me, it's all about content trends and not about like the algorithm itself. Cause the algorithm is just going where the content trends are gonna go. If people expect like, you know, I don't imagine like an SEO piece of content, like, um, I don't know, uh, you know, how to, how to create SEO reports, five ways to create SEO reports or you know, five things to include in your SEO reporting, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know what you get now. We, I think we all understand what you get now. But imagine five years from now, if the if the content expectations have changed, what you what users might expect might be yes. Tell me the five things I need to know or to include in my reporting, but also tell me how that worked for you. So you might be able to write the first half of that piece of content with AI, but the second part of that piece of content, uh, did it work for you or not? You're not going to be able to fake. And I think as time goes on, you're going to be seeing and you're going to I think people are going to be looking for that little extra layer of personal experience in the content. If only because, A, it does add richness to the content, but also, B, I love this thing. It does a thumb up now. Um, and also, <laughs> B, it, it, it kind of tells you what you're actually reading is actually from a person. And you don't have to guess whether it is or it's not. You can tell just by reading it. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Um, I want to ask uh, your prediction forecast about uh, search engines um, because we still get the question is, is SEO dead? Today it's not, and far away from that. It, it takes time to change habits, but I disagree when come, someone can tell uh, SEO uh, will be forever. I think it's not. Uh, everything has the end. And let me share two examples. Uh, for example, uh, I decided to buy uh, a new Tesla uh, in Florida, and um, I searched on Google information, can I use self-drivers feature in Florida? Because all okay. states have different laws. And on, if you search on Google, uh, I opened a few resources. I spent some time, and I couldn't find a simple answer to simple question. Then I asked this question on BART and got this answer for a few seconds. Uh, the, the next time I decided to open a new business in Florida, again, I need to know documents, requirements, uh, the law. And I asked this question on Google again. I spent time, even wasted time to, to learn a lot. But I need a list of questions, uh, a, list, a list of documents, nothing else. Then I asked this uh, question on ChatGPT and got the answer that uh, I was looking for. So, uh, you know, uh, it's only my personal experience, but I think if people can find some replies to their questions much faster on ChatGPT or AI tools, uh, 
they can replace or change uh i don't know direction of using this uh so i think ai bots can beat uh search engines or take some part of the trade uh i'm interested in your opinion about uh forecast what kind of future you will see uh can ai uh replace google or replace some part of google <laughs> I think I think I think SEO is not, not going to die. Your use case is really um, it's good. I was just talking to somebody else about this like an hour ago. I think like where where AI kind of comes in, it's really helpful. Is if you have a, a a ton of information that you need to sift through, if AI can pull out just the pieces that you need, that's great. It's almost like a curation newsletter. A newsletter, right? Yeah, I could go around to all these websites every week and read the same articles you're showing me in your newsletter. But I go to SEO FOMO every week that Malata Solis puts out and I see what she has in there because she did it for me. Why would I spend the time? And she's going to do it for me anyway. What a great service. I think the, you know, the bar to the chat GPTs of the world, forget creating content. I think they're much better served like data extraction. I'm trying to find specific pieces of information out of a wider data set, in which case the data set might be the corpus of the entire web. So I'm looking for something very specific or very particular, and there might not be content about that. Maybe like, you know, SEOs, we only create content with search volume. Well, maybe the search volume is one. It's just me. And I need something tailored for me. And I need to pull out information from all sorts of sources and pull it out for me. I think AI is great for that. I think by the you know, way, you know, like you see like all sorts of tools pulling in AI, which is basically just pulling in the open AI API. I, I, I think like, that's nice. I think like a better way of doing this would be to like actually create applications with that, that do that, that help me save time by letting me find the exact data I want without the legwork. Like imagine like search console. I you, you got to really like sift through that sometimes to find like the exact gem that you're looking for. But if I can ask search console, hey, search console, I'm looking for the most volatile keywords that I've seen, the most inconsistent rankings but within the last 30 days have ranked at least position uh, five or better three times. What are those keywords? That would save me hours of time, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, nice. I think like those kind of things would be really helpful. And I don't, I don't think a search engine is the best idea for everything. Though I don't think they're going to go away for the reason I mentioned before. Like you want to see the actual source of information more often than not, I feel like, as a human. So yes, yeah. there are cases like you're saying, but no, I don't think like every case is like that. Yeah, you, you remind me about TikTok because my uh, designers, video designers told me I need to change the format of video because they want to cut some episodes for TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I forget. <laughs> and you know, one, one more thing about TikTok. Once I, my son asked for advice. And I told him, uh, search in Google, I don't know the reply. And he searched on TikTok. <laughs> he didn't use Google. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like the, the, the young people, and I'm an old person now, I'm going to be 40. Um, they, they're going to TikTok and they, yeah. they want that personal connection. And again, that, that flies in the face of like, oh, SGE. We're going to release SGE. SGE is going to be great. By the way, did nothing for Bing. Their AI chat experience produced no increase in market share. People are looking for personal content. They're looking for content with, you know, um, a, a feel to it. They don't trust brands anymore the same way. They don't trust, you know, your generic content the same way. So the young people are going to TikTok. 
How does SGE solve that problem? It doesn't. It has nothing to do with that. Well, I wouldn't say nothing. I think you could use it to help. But the fundamental problem of why young people are going to TikTok is because they want that kind of personal experience, that personal take on a topic. And they're not going to get it from SGE. They're not going to get it from the content that's on the web as it is now. And that's why you see Google testing things out like notes, testing things out like getting updates to a topic that you're searching for as they are developing. Like Google's trying, you know, it's why Google's trying to create structured data markup or supporting markup for forums so you can have rich results for a forum. It's why I think forums are going to come into focus again almost like it was 20 years ago, but I think in a much different way. I know, don't get on me for like, oh, forums and SEO in a much different way because people are looking for that. And Google knows if they want to keep users and particularly young users, their future audience on Google, they're going to have to put personal perspectives on there in a real way. And that doesn't mean just pulling in social media profiles. It means finding what the Google is calling like the hidden gems of the web where people are offering um, firsthand knowledge in on actual in actual web pages onto the SERP somehow. I think it's going to be very different. I think Google's going to have to do this because of your son, because of my kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Seth Godin once said that content marketing is one marketing left. Um, I like this quote. Uh, and uh, I remember when I started my digital journey, I didn't create content, uh, I mean, like uh, info content. We created e-commerce content. Uh, Google couldn't recognize this content. Uh, it ran well. Then uh, we switch approaches to blog content. Uh, and I think it's important to cover sales funnel, but I'm not sure about the future. Uh, I mean, like, for example, when content creators complain that uh, Google can share content in the top 10 results with feature snippers, other blogs. Um, uh, but at least Google links to our content can show <laughs> where uh, Google took this content. But uh, chatbots uh, don't link. <laughs> they just still rewrite your content. And I want to ask about the future of content marketing. For example, if, okay, if AI tools, uh, chats uh, can... Uh, steal our content, rewrite in other words to show with uh, uh, users. Uh, what do you think about the future? Is it good idea to pay attention to create blog content? Today it's powerful. Yeah, uh, most traffic are coming to blog content. But what about the future? Uh, if uh, chatbots can do this job, uh, it's a good idea to develop today uh, blogs or not? What do you think? Yes. Um, okay. I think a lot of things. I think, I think the, the future lawsuits lots and lots of lawsuits like what you're seeing now with google <laughs> yeah. you're going to see an incredible number of lawsuits against the um the ai you know uh tools for scraping the web you're already starting to see them um you know they basically like kind of like fooled us all and took our content this whole time which you're seeing the repercussions of that i forgot the exact numbers i know search engine land covered this relatively recently the the number of websites or the increase in the number of websites who are now blocking um, AI bots from coming to their websites. So things like news content, all of the news publishers are going to block these people. They're going to block all of the AI bots. I think for two reasons. One is it's in their best interest for their own business. I also think they hate Google to a certain extent. Not hate, it's a strong word. They have past issues with Google and a contentious relationship with Google because of things like AMP. And now they're enacting their revenge in, in a way. 
And I, I think so. That's one thing I think like, so I think the amount of content, the relevancy of the content that you're going to have is going to increase. I think content, content creators and bigger websites are going to get smart about what they let these AI bots see and don't see. At the same time, I think the, the level of sophistication, let me take a step back. It's really important to have informational content on your website, regardless of ranking. If a user comes to your website and they're trying to buy a product from you, you need to establish trust. And one of the ways of establishing trust is by having informational content. No one likes to be sold to. No one likes to feel like you're just like a, um, uh, I don't have really a nice way of saying this, another nice way of saying this. No one likes to feel that you're basically a tool that the company is using to make money. You want to feel like there's a give and take, there's a dynamic here that the company actually cares about you. If all a company has on their website is just informational content, I'm sorry, just uh, acquisitional content, it kind of feels like all you care about is my money and not me. So it's very, very important to have some kind of informational content just from pure branding and from conversion points of view when looking at conversions a little bit holistically. Secondly, if we're saying that the user is going to get more skeptical about things and they're going to be a little bit more wary about what they're reading, what they're buying from, who you are as a brand and what you're all about, all those kind of things, then having the informational content is very important because it kind of is the only place where you can really show the user who you are and what you're all about. Um, at the same time, though, I think the level of sophistication in the content itself is going to have to increase. Like, people are going to say, like, hey, this is generic content. People are already saying this. Um, you search on Google, like, how do I build backlinks? I don't know. You get some relative, like, generic posts, like 11 ways to build backlinks. People are already on to this. People are already looking. But the reason why our kids are going to TikTok is because to a certain extent, The Verge is right. We've all ruined the web. We've created a whole bunch of crap content. People are not satisfied by it. Uh, they're no longer fooled by it. Their expectations are no longer aligning with it. They're looking for something better. So you need to provide something better. And I don't think AI content is going to be that better thing. So yes, it could be that an AI chat experience or whatever API you're pulling in from open API into your website can produce the blog content that you want. Mm -hmm. But is yeah. that really what users are going to want? I don't think so. I think that the, the level of sophistication within informational content is going to go up as time goes on. Yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, I think uh, it's a good idea to create content not only for SEO ranking. You can create content for branding. <laughs> you can, yeah. um, like New York Times, Forbes, these prominent resources. Yeah, I, I will tell you, I, I once sat on a panel with someone from the New York Times about mm -hmm. like their strategy because they put all their content behind a paywall. Mm -hmm. um, and they said like their entire strategy was, was branding. Right? Yeah. They needed to create a brand incentive for you to buy the, the content behind a paywall. And that brand incentive was basically like journalism isn't easy. Getting the information is hard. Getting the facts right is hard. You need a trusted source. You, need, you should pay for our content. So having that informational content out there and, and using it to be able to create a brand sentiment or a brand positioning is incredibly important for conversions. In the case of the New York Times, it's literally how they were able to incentivize you to pay for paywall content. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think, uh, yeah, uh, Forbes, New York Times, uh, many other resources, they appealed before digital. So, uh, and today it's a good idea to think about branding a lot. So yeah. create your strong brand recognition. Uh, then, of course, it's, it's a good idea to have extra traffic with SEO, but if 
SEO can't bring these results. If you have good uh, brand recognition, if people want to consume your content, you will be fine. So, yeah. New York I think Times. we're at an intersection, mm-hmm. yeah, where like SEO and brand are going to have to get along a little bit better than they used to. I was just talking mm-hmm. about this somebody else recently as well. Um, because of the whole AI conversation, people are looking to kind of better understand brand, right? They're looking to see like, are, are you differentiated? Are you different? Are you just putting out, are you just putting out a bunch of AI garbage content? So people are looking at brands with a little bit more skepticism again, as I mentioned, and they're looking to see like, okay, brand, like show me your stuff. How are you different? Show me your, you know, your spice kind of thing. And I, I think SEOs are going to need to align with that a little bit better because I think brand marketers are going to start pushing back on SEOs, right? When you write a blog post and all of your headers are very SEO-ish, right? Brand marketers might say, or going, I think are going to start to say, I understand that's what we need to rank in your mind, but I also understand that people are not looking for our content the same way they were before. All content is starting to sound the same. And we need to find a way to differentiate our content from other people's content. And headers, what we put in the headers are super important because the first thing you look at on a page are the headers. So I understand yeah. you want to stuff the keyword in there a million times, but we're the on the brand marketing team, you're the SEO team. On the on 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 the hierarchy of the company, the brand team has usually got a lot more power than the SEO team does. So we're gonna go ahead and do this, and we don't really care what you think. Because we know that our users, even when they find it, are not going to read it because they don't want to read this kind of content anymore. Content trends have changed. So SEOs and brand marketers are going to have to work together a little bit closer now. And SEOs are going to have to learn how to adapt a little bit because the the pressure on the brand marketer is increasing. Yeah. You remind me, uh, David Ogilvy and Josh Sugarman, great marketers and uh, yeah, they uh, on their books spend so much time to explain about headings, about uh, the intro, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, uh, they wrote these books before digital. So, and today it works even better in digital. I love these books, you know. Uh, yeah. Because marketing books that were written before digital, uh, I think uh, they are good today because these books didn't try to satisfy algorithms. And all algorithms created to satisfy user intent. So, yeah. uh, uh, by the way, I want to ask this question, you know, it's uh, about do we need to read SEO news? Because, for example, Joe Mueller said about that. Um, people spend so much time to read this news. Um, but uh, even uh, specialists on Google uh, don't know how AI can rank content and uh, i spoke with neil patel he said he doesn't have time to read this news <laughs> he he <laughs> spends this time to create content if something is going wrong then he can open surround table other resources to check what's going on but if uh, everything is going up that's okay he, he skips this news what do you think it's a good idea or not i, to... I have a different outlook i look at it a little bit differently um mm-hmm. Obviously, it, it, it all depends. Like, how much time should you be investing in the reading the SEO news? It all depends, right? But I do think it's very important to keep up with what's happening. So, mm-hmm. seroundtable.com is like my go-to website. Search engine land is SC, there's SEJ as well, but I really like SE Roundtable because Barry covers the even the smaller changes. And I think what's important is to kind of see where are things going, how are things evolving, where's Google trying to go, because that does inform my SEO strategy. 
if I get a sense, okay, like Google's trying to go here, like reading between the lines, like um, Google's making this change and that change, or they made this announcement and that announcement, or, or they're getting rid of this thing and they're getting rid of that thing. It kind of shows me when you kind of put it all together, if you're able to abstract out and read between the lines, where are things heading? What does Google really want? Why are they doing these things? And what does that mean for me as an SEO? It, it means that I can kind of get ahead of things, right? So let's take Neil's case. Neil, but he's, if he's not up to date on what's happening and where Google's trying to go, he may wake up one day and realize, oh, what happened and have to go figure it out. Right, but if I'm keeping up with what Barry's writing on SE Roundtable, and I can say, okay, this is where things are going. Let me get ahead of this. Let me do this now. Right. If, if, if Google wants X, or if it looks like they're trying to do X, well, I can create this whole new kind of content experience, let's say, that would satisfy X. And when Google's finally able to do that in a year, I'm already there. I already did it. I was the first one to do it. I'm ahead of the curve. While other people are trying to play catch up now, my site or my page or whatever it is that I'm trying to do already exists. Users are already finding it. You know, it's like anything in marketing. Being the first one there is an enormous advantage. It's an advantage that can last for years. So, yes, if things are going well, great. But understanding what's happening, where things are going, lets you be the first one to the punch kind of thing. So I think yeah. it's very important. Yeah, we got the question, but I think we replied to this question. Um... Can you reply one more time? Can we use NLP tools to run content? It depends. Yeah, you can, you can certainly you can certainly use them to help you. I don't think you can input, output, copy, paste, and rank. I think that's a silly strategy. You know, I'm a big baseball fan, and during the when I grew up in the, in the 1990s, the Yankees won four World Series in five years. Uh, they they went to like seven World Series in like, you know, six years, something like that. And you would think like, you know, they were like had the best players and, you know, the flashiest players and the biggest stars. And they didn't. They had some stars. They had some great players. But they used to ask one of the players, like, how did you guys win so often? And his answer was grind it. We were just grinding it day in, day out, like the hard work. It was a grind and we grind it. So if you're looking to AI for like fast, you know, quick content generation and, you know, quickly making a, getting a win, that's not how life generally works. Generally you have to grind and you really got to grind it out and you really got to put in that hard work. So if there's a tool or there's a practice or there's a, a trick or whatever it is, that seems like an easy way to, it's probably not like how the laws of the world are going to guarantee success for you. Yeah, I, I wanna add. Um, I can't create today content without AI. I use AI because this tool can help me to increase the speed and even to improve the quality. But yeah. we get a lot of crappy content because people don't use it smart. They just generate content without writing the right prompts. Uh, and I think it's a big issue because uh, someone doesn't know the niche generate uh, uh write these prompts uh, and can't edit results we use a lot of ai we increase traffic for some websites um, uh, we got a lot of traffic we got mentions on many prominent websites uh one investing website where a billion dollar companies are our competitors and we increase traffic to uh 80k 
for six months 80k wow. a lot of traffic uh, but and i can tell most content uh, uh, was ai written it doesn't mean that we just generate it no we, we edit we spend time we know the topic and um, uh, forbes uh, offers can help us to create this content uh, if i can of course i cooperate with great experts i still pay money to these uh, offers to help me to create this content they use ai we can't deny this tool exists but <laughs> we use yeah. it smart so yeah it's like anything like you got to put the work in if you don't put the work in whatever success you have is going to go away one day very quickly i feel like yeah and today five percent of marketers content creators lost their jobs it's not because of ai uh, it's because someone adapted to ai and can replace them because for example i increased my revenue a lot with ai i i, I increased my results with ai uh probably I am one of them who can replace these people, but it's not because of AI, because I adapted to AI. Marketing is a quickly changing field. We need to adapt, we need to move fast. If you don't do it, of course, uh, you can't compete with someone who can. So, yeah. It's true. It's all, you have to really move fast. It's true. It's a good point. Yeah. Mori, I have my uh, final question about okay. your experience. I asked this question before, but I have new audience. It's very important. Um, for two people uh i mean like uh first uh, person uh, a student who wants to learn from scratch and to become an expert in one great day uh and the second business owners uh i mean like with masters who wanna grow website traffic but they wanna cooperate with experts uh to do it they need to know the basic and from my personal experience, it's it's tough to find uh, great people if you don't know the basic. Nobody can help you without understanding how yeah, it works. Sure. And uh, I, I cooperate with big websites who can pay really good money. But when uh, I get new clients who don't understand SEO, I usually tell them, learn it. <laughs> Google, YouTube, podcast, just learn the basic SEO courses. If you have the basic, okay cooperate and for example when i started pr i uh, i failed with all my uh, press releases i wrote a bunch of them and uh, i pitch all of them i got zero mentions zero results but i learned how it works then i cooperated with great experts to get these great mentions including cnn uh, dow jones uh, investing.com and i think it's important to understand so let's imagine if you started today from scratch without any experience knowledge skills it's your first day in seo forget about weeks forget about everything what will you do if you do everything from scratch i mean i probably do what i did the first time right which which is you know really start like researching i think like a lot of it has to do with your desire like your desire to research your desire to on your own answer questions and find things that are you know you don't understand or answers to questions that you don't understand like i used to read through like you know barry schwartz write an article i would follow the new i would read everything i would go on social media i'd read everything i would read you know Moz put out something semrush put out something search engine lamp i would read all of it and I would, you know, things I didn't know, I would, I would look up. Barry was saying, you know, Google updated, whatever, whatever. And I didn't know what that thing was. So I would Google it and I would start, okay, what, what is that thing? I still do that. I don't understand everything, right? Something, something comes up. I don't understand. I, I look at it. Um, you have to really like take that initiative to want to learn. I feel like if you take that initiative to want to learn, 
and to really be serious about learning this thing, then you will. And you'll find your place. You might say, okay, like I want to learn more about this and not about that. You'll find the people who you should trust to learn about. And the second thing I would do is like, I would go back. I would do this all over again. Like I would start in the right place. And I'm going to put my finger on the thumb. Like if I'm building a website and I'm not an SEO expert, I would go to a platform like Wix. And I'm not saying because I work there. I know because we put in the effort to do this, that kind of makes the tool accessible to you, right? So you want a place, you want a tool, you want a thing, whatever it is you're trying to do that relates to SEO, whether it be building a website or whatever it is you're working on. If you're creating content, you want tools that are going to speak to you and make the thing that's hard. It's not going to make it any easier, but it'll make it accessible to you. So like we focus a lot on, we have a very complicated thing. We're pulling in, let's say Google's, not, let's say we are, we're pulling in Google's URL inspection API so you can inspect all of your URLs and see indexation, blah, 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 blah. We could make it like super complicated for you. We can make it very difficult. We can make it look hard and look complicated and look scary. Or we can kind of like simplify it or offer you enough information that you can kind of understand the beginnings of it and research on your own. So find tools that do that, whether it's a content tool, whether it's a CMS, find tools that kind of speak to you. Like if I was in the SE, I wouldn't start with Screaming Frog and running an audit. It looks scary. It's not the, it's a very hard interface to really like what's going on. It's very technical, right? I like it now, but if I was first, if I was a business owner, I would look at something, I don't know, like, you know, Lumar, Sightbulb, the, the SEMrush, like, the tools that are a little more graphic, they, they kind of explain things a little bit. Start with a tool that speaks to you, that's able to lift you up because that's what you really want out of a tool. You want it to be able to lift you up and take you from where you are now to go a little bit further than where you're comfortable with. So the tool's got to be able to speak to you. Those are my, two, I guess those are the two things I would say. Nice. Love it. Love it. Great. We have a bunch of other questions, but guys, if you want to get replies, you need to follow Mordi Oberstein on LinkedIn, on other social media platforms. So keep learning from him because I follow. I know it's important for me to get new valuable insights. Tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Uh, Twitter and LinkedIn or X, whatever they call it now, and LinkedIn. Uh, That's where nice. I'm at. So Elon yeah. Musk didn't break your heart, yeah? No, 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 in spite of him. <laughs> like, where, where am I going to go, Reddit? <laughs> yeah, got it, got it. Okay, guys, I'm too can... old for TikTok. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can find links uh, to X, uh, Twitter, um, LinkedIn in the description below. Use Wix. If you want to uh, ask something about Wix, you can ask these questions. Yeah, please. Too. Yeah, and uh, thanks again, Marty. It's a big pleasure. It's always fun and valuable to speak with you, to learn from you. I, I'm going to uh, learn a lot of content to follow you. So, guys, I recommend to anyone to do it as well and see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Unmiss. Enjoyed the show? Drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom. See you next episode.